Good morning, this is Alicia Wellington. Find the wisdom in stewardship. My text is taken from Luke 16, 1 to 13. This morning we're going to be talking about money management. Let me put out my caveat. I am not a financial planner. I'm simply going to be sharing some of the principles that I've gleaned from the Bible over the years and some of them as recent as this month when I began searching the scriptures for wisdom. First, let's define stewardship. Oxford Dictionary says it's the job of supervising or taking care of something. Merriam-Webster adds that it is a careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. So God has entrusted money into our care. And we are to carefully and responsibly manage that money. Let's turn to Luke 16 to see what are some of the principles that we can identify. The first is do not squander our money. The parable of the unjust steward, in the parable of the unjust steward, it was rumored that the steward or the business manager was squandering his master's money. When I read that, I couldn't help but examine my stewardship of my finances. Am I managing it properly? Am I spending some, saving some, and investing some? Or am I spending most of it? What percentage of my money am I saving? Do I spend, um, we have a phrase in Trinidad, we say willy-nilly. Am I spending on a lot of consumer items? Do I have too many shoes and bags, etc., things that I don't necessarily need? COVID-19 has really unearthed a lot of waste that we maybe have been engaging in, um, in. And so we are not to squander our money. The second one principle is have a good testimony about your money management practices. The steward came and he said, what is this am I hearing about you? And so the question is, what are others saying about our financial management practices? Are they saying that we are squanderers? What do we have to show after 20, 25 years of employment? What are they here? What, what, what are they saying? If we were to ask our parents or our siblings or friends, what will they see about, about our management of our finances? Will they say that you have more, we have more months than money? So we are always borrowing from them and never paying back. The third principle is to give an account or always be positioned to give an account of your finances. Now, this steward did not know how much money his debtors were owing the company. I found that to be amazing. But I have to smile. 
A couple of years ago, I heard a message by Michael Todd, the senior pastor of Transformation Church in the United States. He said to his congregation, I am sure that if someone were to come to you today and said, I'm prepared to write you a check to pay off your mortgage, you cannot tell them to the cent how much money you owe. Well, I was guilty. I couldn't. But in addition to that, I could not say how much money I was paying to my mortgage to the cent every month. I didn't know. I had a ballpark figure. But because it was coming out of my salary every month, I paid no attention to it because I was prepared to live off the rest of my income. And so we must be positioned, always be positioned to know where we spent our money or where we are spending our money and to be able to give an account of our stewardship of our monies. This unjust steward was commended when he came up with a scheme or a, a scheme for his time, his season of unemployment. Now, I had tr trouble I, over the years with that passage of scripture because I couldn't understand how he could be commended for being a schemer. But in the Amplified Bible, it says that he was commended because I would say he had the foresight to plan for his unemployment. In a previous podcast, I mentioned that 80% of the people on the planet, this is some statistics, 80% of the people on the planet, when they are old, have to work to get money or are dependent on the government or their family to subsidize their living. Are we planning for retirement? Are we planning for unemployment? COVID-19, many of us may have been caught surprised and have lost, by, lost our jobs. The financial planners say that we are supposed to have at least 9 to 12 months income cover for a time of unemployment. I think now that that may have risen to like 15 months savings to take care of ourselves if we were to become unemployed. Are we planning for unemployment? If not, we are to plan for the time when we become unemployed. The fifth is be faithful in your little. Now in this passage of scripture, um, the Bible says, that he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. So many of us may be saying to ourselves, when I get a salary or when I get a salary increase that can afford me the opportunity to save some, then I will save some. The Bible says, be faithful in your little. So even in what you are earning right now, save some, invest some. 
I know that it's something that may be difficult, but if I were to look back, I remembered when in my early 20s, when I was the primary breadwinner in my family, I saved $50 a month. Just that. It, it was just to develop the discipline of saving something and putting away something. So save, so save some. Be faithful in your little. I'm going to turn to 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7 now for some additional principles. And this is the story of the widow with the oil. She, she was a widowed woman. Her husband was a prophet. He left her with two sons and in debt. The creditors were coming to take her sons into slavery in order for them to pay off the debt. She cried out to the man of God for assistance. And he said to her, what do you have in your house? And so the principle is, use what you have to generate income. Many of us may be saying that, you know, um, I don't have, I would like to start a, a, a side hustle. But I am, but you're looking, but we're looking for money to start it. Use what you have. Can you bake cakes? Can you plat somebody's, can you plat here? And even if you can't do it well, go on YouTube and, and Google it and so on and hone this skill and use what you have to generate additional income or to generate income. Do not despise it because she said, what I have is a little, a little oil. Do not despise the giftings or the talents or whatever it is you have that can be put to productive use to generate additional income. The other one, the seventh principle, so is to borrow as far as it is practicable, borrow for investment purposes only. So he said to her to go and borrow vessels of your neighbors. And I remembered a couple of years ago, a friend of mine said, Alicia, this is what she grew up with, a principle that they grew up with in that was handed down through their generations, that they only borrow for investment, for assets, to purchase assets that will bring back a return or will appreciate in value. And so, so they don't borrow for to purchase cars or to go on vacations. They save or through their investments, it's paid. It's, it's paid. But for me, as I said, the principle is that I'm seeing from this story, as far as it is practicable, borrow for investment purposes something that will bring you a return. Is make investments that will allow you to pay off your debts. So, what do I mean by that? So, in this passage, it says that he said to her, go and borrow. Then come, she came home, she closed her door and she began to pour the oil. And then he said to her, okay, when the oil stopped, he said, okay, go pay off your debts and live off the rest. 
And so we need to start making investments from now. For those of you who may be very young in your early 20s and so on, begin to make investments so that when you, if you turn 30 or, or 40 and you have to, and you, you know, you have, you, you have a mortgage or something. So these investments over time, your investments would be bringing back return to pay off your debts. Some of us could actually decide to be very strategic about it at this point in time and get a side hustle that will help to bring in income to pay down on those debts to reduce the time frame in which we um, are indebted to someone else. So make those investments. And so the investments are to pay off your debts and it should bring in sufficient return. That's what I, I, our investment should bring in sufficient returns for them to pay off our debts and so that we can live off the rest. The 10th principle, going to Genesis 2, 10 to 14, have multiple streams of income. So the river, there's a river in, in that flow into the Garden of Eden in Genesis 2, in, in 2, 10 to 14. And that river broke off, the head of the river broke off into four other rivers. And the Jews use that as, as an analogy concerning multiple streams of, of income. So the, but the river flowed to different places and in each of these places right there, there, there was a different um re, i don't want to say the word return but um area of wealth let's 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 put it like that so and just like these rivers we need to have income streams that simultaneously provide us with distinctive or unique streams of income the thing is, though, that the river came from one source, and that source is us. And so we are to deploy our giftings, our talents, our abilities into various areas. I'm not saying to have four jobs. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that use your talents and your giftings, as well as the income that you receive from it. And you can invest the income into different areas to bring in multiple streams of income that will simultaneously provide for you over time. And the 12th, I think, principle is to give. Proverbs 11.12 says that a generous person will prosper. Whoever waters or refreshes will be watered also. So I bless you. Find the wisdom for money management.